Hello and welcome to the Main Chorus Podcast. My name is Jake Stanley, and I'm joined today by Dakota Edgar. Yo, yo. Josie Francis. What's up, guys? And the one and only Solo Sam. Yo, yo. How's it going, Sam? I'm, I'm good. I'm chilling. How you doing? Sam uh, just dropped his new single, Traffic Jam, last Friday. So we got him on this week just to talk a little bit about that and you know, maybe hear some opinions on some other stuff if he's down to talk about uh, anything else. I'm with it. Awesome. Well, this week we're going to uh, kind of dive into some new singles this week. We got new Baby Keem, uh, some new AG Club. Uh, we got Cardi B, first female to ever have a diamond single, uh, a big acquisition by Triller of Versus, uh, and more. But Dakota, I think before we dive into anything, we actually have a follow-up from last week, correct? Yeah, so this was, and I guess it was probably two weeks ago now, because obviously we skipped last week, but Fair we point. talked a little bit about the new Netflix documentary, the biggie one that was I Got a Story to Tell, and I actually watched it. I don't know if you oh, guys have checked it out yet. Not yet. I, no. Uh, Sam, have you seen it yet? No. Yeah, it was it was really good. Like, it was uh, it was a lot of, like... They had like, you know, Lil C's and uh, God, I can't think of his like best friend's name, uh, his other best friend's name from like growing up, like interviewed throughout the whole thing. Diddy's in it a bunch. Right, his right, mom's in it a bunch. Was it and, emotional? Like, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially when you hear his mom like talk at the end. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, I mean, it was basically like his one friend who's like was best friend growing up that he like just always had the camera. And like, so, you know, they just it was just like a bunch of unseen footage, which was cool. But it was it was kind of crazy, too, because I don't know if you guys have seen like the movie like that they did. I mean, just it was called Notorious. It was probably like, oh, a long, know, yeah, while, yeah, long time ago. Yeah. yeah. But like this was, I mean, it covers like I knew a lot of the stuff because it covered right. all the same kind of stuff, like the mashed potato story when he's got like all the drugs in his room and his mom thought there's old mashed potatoes that actually <laughs> happened, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, but like in this documentary, you know, it's much more like kind of leading up to like when he kind of hit it big. And then that was only like 15 minutes yeah. because it's actually, you know, in the perspective of like all the other events and stuff they want to talk about. It was, it was just that short which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, so, but definitely recommend checking it out. Awesome. I'll add that to the list. I wasn't really sure how it was going to turn out. So I'm happy I, to hear I thought it was solid. Quality. It was definitely solid. It's good. Um, well, what have you been listening to this week, man? Yeah. Uh, so we'll kick it off. Uh, Scary Hours 2, the Drake EP. So three songs. Did we know this was coming? He announced it like Day late last Drake. week. Okay. Uh, or maybe was it day of or like the day it, before? It so, might have been like, like Thursday. It was like Thursday at midnight. Some some typical. And trip. still nothing on his album. I think no, but I mean, realistically, the last the scary hours, the first one was God's yeah. Plan and Diplomatic Immunity, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that came out like, I mean, the the album came out two months after something right. along those lines. You know, like it I was. Mean, I think it was like an omen almost. Right. And I think academics leaked that he's still here and it's before April, right? Or or by April the album's dropping. So or cool. you know, by the end of April at least. So that's you know, six weeks or so. Um, but yeah, so I mean this one, uh three songs versus just the two, and they were What's Next, Wants and Needs with Little Baby, and then the Lemon Pepper Freestyle with Rick Ross. Uh Sam and I actually already kind of talked about this, so I won't steal all of his thunder, but, <clears throat> you know, we kind of talked about like, you know, he's like, if you had to rank them, how would you rank them? I'm like, honestly, 
kind of just how he threw him on here. One, two, three. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, the little baby verse is dope. Yeah, the lemon pepper freestyle was was cool. Um, I just don't think it's like nearly as good as some other stuff they've done in the past. Um, so for that reason, it's not. It didn't necessarily blow me away. But then, I mean, I thought what's next was a banger. Sam had some. Sam had some comments on. Yeah, Sam, let's hear your take because I've also got some thoughts here. So. No, I thought I thought when next um it was a, a Drake song for sure. It was a solid song. I just thought personally, like it wasn't mixed that well. And that's just like an engineer. Nobody fucking cares about like <laughs> how the song is mixed like me. But just yeah. listening through it through like monitors, just being like you could tell that that was probably on there for a reason. Like that went from studio to studio to studio. Right. And it just kind of came out sounding a little weird in the ter- in terms from an engineer standpoint but it wasn't a bad song you know i thought what's the next was like a drake song lemon pepper freestyle was like take care vibes and um yeah yeah i mean i think what's next for me sounds like a knockoff playboy cardi song it sounds like a demo that <laughs> cardi left on the on the on the cutting room floor that drake just just hit his verse on one-to-one and then like made a little bit more coherent but the whole flow the whole like i don't know the whole beat the whole thing just really reminded me of cardi a lot uh, including the mix, man. It, it reminds me of a Cardi Leap, even just sonically a little bit. Um, I think, therefore, it would be my second favorite on, on the project. I think I think Wants and Needs is my favorite because I think the Little Baby Verse is crazy. Um, the Little Baby Verse is sick. He snapped. He yeah, snapped. I mean, it's just crazy. And then I agree on Lemon and Pepper Freestyle. I, I really, they just sound so bored, you know? Like, like <laughs> it's not it's not Ross that is most charismatic, you know? And, and Drake, it's a cool verse, you know? But it just it takes a while to get there and i mean he's really he's really getting to the point where he's rapping about things that you know we'll never have and, and he i mean he literally Yo, says that I, on the verse but i literally every time i hear a drake song i'm like ah i see i'm poor i yeah. get it like it's just like he'll just be rapping about things and i'm like i don't even know what that looks sounds or tastes like but that sounds <laughs> great like, um but also like the opening verse on wants and needs before the beat comes in is a little funky right like it's like it's a weird flow, like compared to the, to the rhythm of the song. Like yeah. first time I listened to it, I was like, "Whoa!" Like he and he got a little melodic, and it just yeah. felt like he was just, you know, he's just like people like when I do these things, and he did it. <laughs> yeah, he did it. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> none of these seem like album cuts. No, <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad they're not. Um, I mean, I, I the only one that I because I mean it's like last time God's plan was on there. I mean, obviously, none of these songs are God's plan, but um, (laughs) but I mean, I bet what's next will probably be on there. Yeah, yeah. What's next? Now, cry later makes it on there. Oh, for sure. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's next? Like, they shot a video for it because they knew it was a solid song. It was a good Drake song, but I think somebody in that room heard it and was like, "This doesn't sound like engineered well enough to be on the album. Like, we should just do it as a throw." Because for me, that's what ruined the song for me is that it didn't sound like well engineered. I mean, I guess we'll only one way to find out, which is uh, waiting to see what drops. But uh, it was definitely an interesting week for music beyond that, man. What else do you been listening to? Yeah, I also listened to the uh, OTF, like Only the Family Project. Uh, and I, I mean, I don't know if it's actually called Loyal Bros compilation or it's like the Only the Family album. Yeah. But I mean... So it's basically Lil Durk uh, and his whole crew. So like King Bond's on there a bunch, uh, you know, kind of some other people I don't necessarily know who they are. Sam, you might know being from Chicago and whatnot. But um, I mean, that first song, Jump, yeah. is a banger. 
Um, definitely like one of my favorite songs uh, that I've been listening to a bunch. Um, and I just kind of stumbled upon it. Uh, Let it blow with Lil Uzi is cool. Yeah. Uh, the song with T Grizzly cool is cool. Yes. Chess. Chess. Um, yep. And then I also liked. Uh, man, I, there's a lot of these that I don't quite remember which one yeah, was the name. But this one too, um, it's tough. There were like 23 yeah. songs. There's a yeah, bunch of songs, and I mean. I just I really like that first one though because they all kind of just like keep intertwining their flows together and just like switching off. Yeah, um, that's my favorite. But any of you I mean, it's definitely. Versace? Oh my bad. No, you're good. What's up? I was like, did any of you hear that Versace album? Yeah, I listened to it. It's cool. It's like way more like indie pop than his past work, but I liked it. It's, it's a coherent work for sure. Yeah, like <laughs> I think for like just twenty songs off by himself, like that was I was like. Good for him. 19 of it. I mean, and the singles were all really impressive, so I wasn't shocked by any means. But I actually learned about him through our Discord. Some uh someone hit mm-hmm. us up on the Discord and was like, yo, you should check this kid out. I'm like, oh, it's fire. He's super, he's he's a super nice guy. I believe it. Um, I think the other song I liked off the uh, OTF project was Pistol Toad with Fujiano. That's that, yeah. I was just I was just like racking my brain again, and that was the other one that I was gonna call out. Um, um interesting too that he's got uh that yes is it estg on here yeah i think it's like Eastern standard time g yeah yeah he uh so he's from like louisville right louisville. but i guess he he like my homie from high school who played football at indiana state like is friends with i guess that guy also went to indiana state so he's like yeah my homie from isu like i was like what that's crazy okay <laughs> i mean because yeah. he's got all the all the recognition from the harlow song right Rousey right yep. yeah yeah but i was like huh checks out um and then yeah the only the only other thing that i called out um and this was you know the week we missed but mm-hmm. uh bryson tiller anniversary deluxe project was cool i liked uh still yours with big sean and then the the last song like clockwork was my favorite one and i've been bumping that a lot um recently as well makes sense josie what have you been listening to I have been listening to Quinn 92, Change of Hell Scenery. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if you guys listen to it. What? Yeah, he's the homie. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's good. I'm trying to think of the few songs that I like. The third song, it's called, it's like, I didn't want to like it because the name of the song is My Wife and Two Dogs. I'm like, why is that like the cheesiest? Like, <laughs> like I don't know. I was like expecting it to be like not good, but I have been listening to that one a lot. Actually, it's it's good. And then I think my favorite one is um, Stay Next to Me with Chelsea Cutler. That's probably like my highlight of the, mm-hmm. I think that was a single that came out first, um, but I didn't hear it until now. So yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Yoji might have produced a few tracks on there. Homie, homie of the show um this week i mean i listen to all the things that you mentioned dakota uh also listened to the denzel curry kenny beats remix project uh, which i liked a lot um i like the song with kenny mason a bunch especially um and cosmic which are badass sounds great as well um i think actually they announced actually i don't know if they announced officially but the kenny mason ep i think drops a co- in a couple weeks first week of april i think he posted like a an album art and like on the very top of it it says like four dot like seven dot 2021 or something so i believe that that must be the intended release date so and it says it's 26 minutes long so it sounds like it's got to be a full full project or ep or something along those lines at least so looking forward to that as well yeah that'd um, be dope for sure and then yeah the versace album listen through uh manila gray these dope artists from canada uh very similar to kind of 88 glam um 
but really cool kind of like lo-fi r&b underground sounds they dropped a new single last week um and then well two more skywalker by oliver malcolm really dope track uh, oliver's a good friend definitely recommend checking that out if you're into kind of like alternative hip-hop like almost like punk rock and yeah, super british very like british track um kind of like slow tie oh. yeah kind of like slow tie a little less rap a little bit more yeah yeah rock rock but, but i mean really really tight and then uh the homie tuan uh who produced snuff fire by Philly, a good buddy out from select city he used to promote concerts down there dropped a song with peter son and uh tom the mailman last week really sick really dope club um so always happy to hear more peter son uh, coming out here something that i want uh, two more projects that i have not listened to yet but i would like to uh ssg kobe drops a two-song single so he's he's managed or he signed a field trip recordings which uh, our homie zach via uh runs so gotta check that one out and then uh, apparently dude um casey veggies dropped customized greatly five which oh really i missed but i just added that to my queue uh this morning just caught that it's called oh, cg five. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not written out but definitely imagine that that's got to be worth checking out that was so, two weeks ago right probably yeah at least a week and a half ago um but need to give that a listen i don't think i listened to customize greatly for to be honest with you so um might have to add that into my queue as well but i really like yeah, cg3 I mean, I just... so <laughs> cg3 and life changes were, were important moments for, life, yeah. for me life for changes sure. for sure uh, sam what do you listen to um man i was uh i was playing back that lucky day album yeah table for two sure um keep cool man right i listen to mill's new song slide through uh yeah slide through a solid song um the versace album has been super dope and uh man i've just been playing back like a lot of old shit you know that i used to listen to like levin Kali. yeah also so, and then, uh, yeah, absolutely india sean have you guys heard of india sean God, it sounds familiar, but I'm not I feel sure. I feel like why. through you. Yeah, no, it probably like, is. Yeah. She, I almost uh, kind of think the last time you were on here, you <laughs> might have dropped that name. I could be wrong. I, I might have. And then this random uh shot I came across called Lucy Park. And she has this song Lucy called Park. True to You. And it's a really good song. Uh, um, cool. Yeah, she's super talented. Lucy with a Y. Yep, L U C Y part, and then uh, the homie Deva dropped uh, her new song uh, "Ceilings." I think it's "Ceilings" or "New Ceilings," um, which I really fuck with. And she's a she's a good person. Always important. Yeah, that's that's big for me. You know. Um, cool. Well, don't forget, man. Traffic jam. I, yeah, I tried. I was about to say, <laughs> about to say when are we about are we to get really there? Been listening to? Yeah, I've been. This uh, man dropped a little song. I dropped the traffic jam, so I've been playing that back. I've been playing that back though, so <laughs> I'm happy it's finally out. Working on the music video, probably shooting that next week on the 20th. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Sam, I want to get a little bit more into the inspiration for that towards the latter half of the show here. Yeah. Uh, but before we get too deep, I just want to make sure to plug that one more time. Traffic Jam by Solo Jam. Uh, solo, wow, Traffic Jam by Solo Sam. I I solo Jam. <laughs> solo Jam, <laughs> man. Traffic Sam. <laughs> Out now. Traffic Jam by Solo Sam. Stream it anywhere you want. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, it's going up. About to break 20,000 listens tonight. So very stoked about, about that one. Um, in addition, if you're just digging any of the music we're talking about here tonight, check out our playlist, Medium Rare. 
uh, Dak Wave Radio and Deep Cuts, all featuring various arrays of hip-hop, house, funk, jazz, disco, just a, a variety of music. So you can catch all those on our Instagram, uh, Stake Worldwide, uh, website, stakeworldwide.com, you know, anywhere you listen to music, Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. Uh, Dakota, you want to take us into the uh, Michelin McDonald's? Yeah, let's do it. So Sam, you've been here before. You know how this works for everyone joining us for the first time. Uh, we do this thing here called Michelin or McDonald's. So essentially, I'll rattle off about five songs and uh, our, our lovely panel here will let us know if uh, the song is Michelin, they love it, need it, can't live without it, or McDonald's, quite the opposite, leave it, probably never listen to it ever again. So uh, let's, uh, let's get into it right off the bat. No sense, Baby Keem. I like that mesh. Yeah, this one might be McDonald's for me. And that hurts to say because I'm a diehard Baby Keem fan. But uh, man, I wasn't really feeling this track. And I listened to it like 30 times. <laughs> and I, I like, I really gave this one a very serious shot. Um, yeah. And I just, I just can't. It might be like one of my least favorite Keem songs ever. <laughs> you think? I truly think so. I think the All bars right, are corny. That's. I think everything about it doesn't hit me. Enough. You have me on this episode, huh? That's great. <laughs> um, I would say I'm going to give him a Michelin. And the reason why is, is this my favorite Baby King song? No. Um, I wasn't impressed with the beat. Um, but I will say is, you know, he's a young guy. You know, he's going through his creative stage. And, you know, during that period of time, you know, I try to give grace because, you know, that, that's informative years as an artist. So, you know, he tried something different. It might not have stuck with people, but, you know, I think it still takes calls, especially when people are waiting on you and you end up dropping on the same day as all those other people. You know, you got to appreciate, you know, him taking a stab at it. I'll give him a mission. Yeah, man, I just think the bars, if I'm walking down the aisle, I hope you love me. I like it skinny and I like it chubby. It's just... your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> just you gotta take you like it. I, I love Baby Keem. Like I'm gonna buy the album. Oh I'm gonna support it. But I feel like you know sometimes you gotta you gotta offer a little bit of a little bit of criticism as well, a little bit of constructive criticism. Yeah, I'm not gonna listen to this one back. So therefore, it's McDonald's. Yeah, not after the thirty times. Yeah, I gave not it. A, I gave it a good old fashioned shot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's that uh, one that comes on when you're not paying attention and you're like, damn, this little key ain't that bad. Yeah, it, it isn't that bad, <laughs> but it just, you know, I mean, we're coming off a of hooligan. I mean, which one of my favorite tracks of last year. So, you know. Uh, next up, like this, 2K Baby. Uh, this one was produced by Marshmallow, too. I don't know if I know. Catchy. This. Yeah, this one's Michelin for me. Same. Marshmallow? Wait, what'd, you say? what'd you say, Jess? Josie? Catchy. I liked it. Catchy. Very, oh, yeah. catchy. What's Quite the name catchy. of the song? Like, like this. this. UK Baby. Um, I'm a yeah, big I like 2K, 2K Baby, baby fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. 2K Baby? <laughs> 2K Baby. I thought you said, I thought you were saying 2Can Baby. I was like, who these rappers? Uh, 2Can Sam, bro. He's been snapping <laughs> recently. Pretty Loops guy. Absolutely fire. Pretty Loops guy. But no, I mean, was 2K Baby from? Is he I from, think he's also from Louisville. Okay, right? Yeah, he's definitely from somewhere not not typical, I would say, which I, I remember sticking out. But he had that viral track last year. One of the songs blew up on TikTok as well. Um, but no, I think um, he's yeah, you can't old go streets wrong with was, like old streets was like the old streets, the first yeah. one. That was hot. yeah. But you can't go wrong with like 
guitars, 808s, and like hi-hats. I mean, that's, and his style is just, you know, kind of hitting that uh, auto-tune melody over top of that. So yeah. definitely crushes his style. What do you give it at Sam? Uh, I give it a McDonald's. Cool. Um, no, the reason why I gave it, the reason why I gave you it, just said McDonald's you can't go wrong with any of that, and then you're just like, nothing. I don't, I did not say he sucks. I did not say I, I, I have two options, and the reason why is because although the beat is like you know the modern and what people are doing right now, I will say that the song contents of itself is something that we have definitely heard before. There are other songs. You don't feel that way about uh, the Keem song? <laughs> I'm not, I haven't heard something like that. That's the thing is, I'll be honest. I It might not be the best song, but I have not heard that song by Baby Keem from other people. I've heard this like, I'm never going to live like this. That kind of song from like plenty of rappers. So um, that's pretty good that you already kind of yeah i know you just listened to it for like 20 seconds maybe maybe because it's like did you just prove your point (laughs) (laughs) so not original that's 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 all i'm saying is like it's just one of those like songs that like we've heard before which you can't go wrong with that but i feel like nowadays we need a little we need more we need to start wanting more from artists that's fair well speaking of one a little bit more from artists i think uh these guys, we've been talking about them a little bit over the last couple of weeks. And uh, Truth by AG Club, and I think Red Veil's on this song as well. Um, what'd you guys think about that one? Someone else, someone else go first. Sam, yeah. you commented on this before we started recording. So what'd you think? Oh, I thought it was solid. I, I would say um, I would give it uh, Michelin. You know, like I said, AG Club, a young group, still figuring out their sound. Um, I, I give it. They're young, right? Yeah, be like 2020. Um, yeah. you know, just giving them yeah, and then there was girl. red. Is it red devil, red evil? Red, red veil. Red veil. Oh, damn. Yeah, red veil. <laughs> months, don't, don't even trip. <laughs> but wait, how old how what, Jake? What's the age range of he's like he's like 17. He's like 17. Yeah. yeah. He was definitely like 16 or 17 when he blew up last. How's age, how old is the AG Club members? I think those I think those dudes are like young 20s. Like, in their early 20s yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like to be put in that spotlight still making music that's not like no kind of that 2k baby shit is like a little you know hard more difficult so i'll give it but i mean you have to admit it's a little bit of post brockhampton as well i mean it's 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 got that flavor which i like i mean that's but i I don't want to go you know they're finding their path but i don't want to say that they're forging a brand new one necessarily either i i i will i will give you that where like we have seen a multitude of groups come up where they're just like we get it's a boy band thing they're yeah. really trying hard to be like hip-hop boy band yeah, they're bringing the racially, energy you know like racially ambiguous group right. of kids rapping with crazy energy and we just yep. market the, the shit out of them so i would say you know it is what you get you know you know what you get uh all right next one jump off uh, the otf album yeah, I mean, Michelin. Yeah, this is Michelin for sure. It's a banger. I mean, I can't wait to, man, you know, hopefully this summer play this thing out loud somewhere outdoors. In real, yeah. Legally, oh, yeah. you know. Legally. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, have it not be frowned upon. You're outdoors yeah. playing jump and the cops pull up like, get the fuck out of Hey, man. <laughs> it's, still, it's still legal to have more than 10 people together in New York right now, so. Oh, 
you know, would like to play it with more than 10 people around me, not just alone, you know. Uh, you, what about them, the little rooftop, you know, link-ups you'd be having? Man, that was before, here. dude. That was all oh, before yeah. Thanksgiving, man. That, that's all the second lockdown, man. Putting us under the putting us under the stress, man. <laughs> Tough. Well, hoping for better days on the horizon. That being said, uh, next up, Anderson Pac and Bruno Mars, aka Silk Sonic. I think that's their the yep. name they're, they're going with. Yeah. Uh, leave the door open. What'd you guys think about this? The dolls. Yeah, kind of boring. Yeah. Like, yeah, just it's like my least favorite genre of like pop R&B. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I know that this album's going to have so many heaters on it and I know that they had to release this as the first single and I get it. But it's like it's like my least favorite. It's like Bruno Mars has other songs like this. You know, and I like like I think Bruno Mars is an interesting dude. He has some good tracks. None of them sound like this. Um and yeah, there's a good reason for that. <laughs> Man, you all need to make it like Michelin, like mid. Orbit. Yeah, I know, I know. No, man, that's the whole that's point. I know. I hate having to just. Call you gotta die like, on a hill, Sam. Yeah, like, hey, you gotta like, pick a side and die. This, I this this song, I will have to give a um, McDonald's, and the reason why I'm giving it to Coda, chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> like, the reason why I'm giving it that is because I feel like. I get what they were trying to do. I know what the album's probably going to sound like, but in this one, they picked the one that was like, how like, how cliche can we get with yeah. it? And then they, they, you know, it was, sounded good. It sounded well recorded. I will say that it all sounded really, really clean. Oh yeah, it does. Day, no surprise. It was, uh, I know they got better on the project. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not looking down yet, but. Yeah, this is the hype one. The like, ooh, like, what's the silliest song on there that we could turn to a single? Yep, agreed. I think it'll probably do well on the radio, anyways. You know what I mean? Don't you have I don't know. Summer? I, you don't those know kind of, those kind of songs. Honestly, those kind of songs are good for like summer, midsummer. Yeah, and like, I don't think it'll make with COVID happening. I don't think it'll make it that long. I think it'll get to the fun of summer and be like clouded by Drake. <laughs> maybe man i don't know no one yeah. no one the amount of support bruno mars gets dude they're gonna push that thing like down our throats in about a month i i have such little doubt like i mean but so like, many people weren't rocking with it like that though like that's the thing is like on twitter when i went on twitter there were people who are like that song was cool like a lot of people were like oh that was dope but they weren't like oh my gosh you know man, i don't think i've ever said any bruno mars song has really exceeded cool like that'd be a compliment if i hit most of his category with cool you know, I mean, like I didn't hear "Grenade" for the first time, or or just just the way you are for the first time. Be like, wow, this is a slapper. Like, <laughs> oh, all okay, like... <laughs> okay, okay, twenty-four carat, twenty-four carat. That wasn't a slapper. No, that is a slapper. That's that's just one outlier. But that song say, he had with J Cole. Um, hmm, was it Jeremiah and J Cole or him and J Cole? It's probably Jeremiah. If I had to guess, you're talking about Paper Planes. Uh, that's Jeremiah. Yeah. That yeah, is. it's just 24 K Gold Magic. And that and that album actually has like two or three songs that I think are decent. But my point is it's never stopped Bruno Mars from sucking up like 30% of radio time for a summer ever before. So that's what I like. That song was fire. Yeah. That, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, those would all be McDonald's for me for the most part. 24K, <laughs> except for maybe 24K magic, I think is worth it a Michelin because it, it does slap for sure. But I think all of those, those are not essential i can't i can't even knock on him though because like bruno mars is a man can perform 
Oh yeah. Yeah. That was gonna go crazy in Asia, man. No doubt about it. It's got a full worldwide tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, last one, and this is an interesting one. I think I know Sam's answer. I already know Josie's answer. Jake, you're the you're gonna be the tiebreaker here, but uh, Post Malone uh, covered the Hootie and the Blowfish song "I Only Want to Be with You." Sam, we'll start with you. Did you ask for that? Did anybody ask for that? I asked for it, Sam. <laughs> of course you did. You're matcha up. Like, yeah. like no, but um, I mean, I I I, I nothing against Post Malone, but it's I'm cool on it. It's a McDonald's for me. Yeah, I'm McDonald's on this one. I mean, it's it's good. How many times have you listened to it? Like just four, once? four or five. Okay. I mean, it's a good song, but how it's many like, times have you listened to it, Josie? Like six or seven? Yeah, add that to the playlist, then, Josie. Okay. <laughs> First, song, <laughs> First song right there. Lead First single song right there. Yeah. Lead single. Um, but, Josie, uh, so you're telling me if you're with some people, you're gonna be like, guys, I got a song, and you'll put that on? No, no. Mm-hmm. But I'll listen to it and I'll enjoy it. Like maybe on purpose. <laughs> you know, it's like I I, I've I've spun that Bud Light Seltzer post Malone New Year's Eve performance to the uh to the War Pigs performance like 30 times. Like the last like six minutes of that video where he covers uh War Pigs with like Chad from Red Hot Chili Peppers on the drums and uh Slash on the guitar. Yeah. And uh, Andrew Watts also on guitar. On the guitar uh, too, on bass. Yeah. yeah, they both on guitars. It's insane. Like that is one of the dopest covers I think anyone's done. Probably the most relevant cover someone's done of Black Sabbath in like 10 years um, since like the Guitar Hero days. And uh, it's sick. This one does not hit that high for me, you know? But I mean, I get it. You know, it's, it's the Pokemon sponsored event, you know? So it's yeah. like, you obviously can't, you can't cover Black Sabbath probably. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how he got them to, to probably pay the licensing fees for uh, Hootie the Blowfish, which is interesting because I also can't imagine there's much overlap between Including the blowfish and Pokemon fans, but there's got to be even less with Black Sabbath. So, um, yeah, I, I get where he's coming from. Doesn't do it for me, but you know, I'm glad Post Malone's out there doing doing whatever makes him happy, which is apparently getting another bag. That Pokemon that bag. bag. <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, but yeah, go. You want to take us into the uh, the news here? Yeah. So Jake hit on it earlier, alluded to it. So Cardi B. Uh, coming off the heels of International Women's Day, so shout out to all the strong women out oh. there, uh, beca- became the first female rapper to have a diamond single with Bodak Yellow. So that's pretty sick. Yeah. It's unreal. So. It's a crazy stat. Um, it is kind of a crazy stat. But I mean, mean yeah. what, what, what would you even think would be... Starships? Kyrie, right? That was uh, the... That hit wait, number two, was- right? I'm saying, like, what, what do you think would be close? Yeah, Starships would be my own bet. To Bodak Yellow? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, Starships From prior to Bodak Yellow was just the highest yeah. charting female hip-hop song prior. So just using that. WAP is, like, Nicki halfway Minaj there. Song? Yeah. Yeah. It, it peaked at number two. It so the highest charting song for a woman was Bodak Yellow? Yeah, but before Bodak Yellow, it was Starships. Really? Yeah, and really? then all of his songs. Yeah, and then, well, then after that, it was Savage Remix, and then it was Say So. But those are two reasons probably to have gone diamond. So, the longest charting song you said? Nope, those are just the other female led songs to go number one in the hip hop category. What about WAP? Uh, it might have gone number one too. 
I don't know if that only went number one on rhythmic or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. your weird segregated billboard is. Or Beyonce's not the, up there. Beyonce? I don't know I don't, if she qualifies as hip hop. I don't think that's, I don't think it's hip hop. Oh, hip hop. Oh, no. <laughs> it's tough, man. Really. I don't know if we want to get into that debate, but. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think this is cool. <laughs> I apparently no one else has any thoughts, but. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of crazy that it's the first one. I mean, it's the fact that Katy Perry, what's that Katy Perry Juicy J song? Dark Horse? Oh, yeah. That's oh, Diamond. Yeah. That's Diamond. So, um, I that's just what I was about to say. Is that like that, that's why I was surprised because it wasn't like I didn't think Cardi B could do it, but like sometimes they'll just be like, oh, Miley Cyrus, that kind of is hip hop, you know, can't stop. You know, they'll do stuff like that where they'll just take it and if it sounds a little. I mean, for for white artists, I feel like for black artists, they could do that, and they'll be like, "No, that's that's hip hop." That's yeah, Miles Cyrus's only diamond song is "Party in the USA." So, mm-hmm. yeah. also a heater. Yeah, I mean, that's classic, <laughs> for sure, certified. Um, <laughs> uh, see, little, and that, I mean, just I'm for, surprised that that Dark Horse song is diamond. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, that was <laughs> huge at one point. I feel like it was on Vines. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. probably. Right. It's just like maybe we were just a little too old for that like i think i was just in college during that entire wave of dark horse you know what i mean so i just kind of missed out on that occurring you weren't listening to that in college <laughs> You're just getting ready in the morning uh, um, lil nas so old town road is the fastest song in the history to ever be certified diamond so that was also recent um but then i mean yeah you got not afraid by Madame, you got baby by justin bieber you know radioactive by imagine dragons you got thrift shop you guys hear that new justin Bieber? uh justin Bieber. Justin Bieber song, yeah, yeah. Did you see the video? Yeah, he was yeah. on a motor motorcycle. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think people are a little. I don't know. This probably is a new story on here, but this is a good talking point. I think people are a little upset about the video. I don't know if you've been reading about it at all. Why? I, it's just like I don't know. There's something questionable, like because he steals from his girlfriend or something, right? Yeah, he robs a bank for his girlfriend. That he has robs cancer. a bank for his girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. People robbed a bank for his girlfriend that has cancer. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can pick up on all of that in the context of the music video. Yeah, no, but I'm oh. like, I'm like, I'm like, can yeah, you? Like, I, I didn't watch it. Yeah, that yeah, is no, he clearly does. Like he's, look, <laughs> he's like looking at bills, like, oh, what do I do? But my question is, like, who's upset? I don't know. Capitalist. I don't know if that's capitalist, but I just think people are like, it's just kind of a weird, weird music video for Justin Bieber to have done. You know, I mean, the whole the whole point of the album is justice, right? It's like it's a very complex album topic for Justin Bieber to take on. Um, it's kind of I mean, like that's a, a, I feel like that's a you know kind of like a, it's a moral dilemma. Yeah, sticking it to the man. Like I'm doing what I can because people out here can't afford to get proper like health care. You know they gotta yeah. do or shit like that. It, it kind of. Yeah, but he, I mean, he lives. I mean, he's Canadian, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> I see. Okay. Jake was definitely in those Reddit forums. Like, how could he make this music? <laughs> yeah, isn't like, he Canadian? What the hell is he complaining he about? Canadian? What is this? <laughs> yeah, I just don't actually like the song that much. I like yeah. it more than I like it more than um, a couple of the ones from the last album. But it, I like I kind of like the one of Benny Blanco the most so far. I think "Lonely" is the best Justin Bieber song I've heard in like five years, probably. I'd imagine yeah. I can't think of a competitive one right now. So I'm hoping for more of a similar caliber coming down the road here. But also the album cover, real fast. That Justin Bieber album cover is a little ridiculous, right? Like, what in the world is going on with that? Thing? It looks like it's from like 2004. 
man, gee, like we might be somebody someday and we'd be going in on people on this podcast. (laughs) We're not going in on it. I'm just, I'm just curious about, I mean, that's the whole point of our criticism, man. You sit around and you just consume when you never, never discuss it. You're going to be like, Hey man, Justin's album comes trash. Yeah, man. I think actually there's, there's, it looks like the, it looks like the, like it could have been the poster for the in time that that Justin Timberlake, Justin Timberlake one, yeah. movie. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but actually, dude, I mean, if you really want to talk about this, there's a plenty of documentation of interviews of people who worked for Scooter Braun who said that they only got the job because they told him they they hated whatever it was that he had worked on last. So, ironically, I think he would appreciate some honest feedback every once in a while because I think a lot of people when they get to that point don't get a lot, um, and I think that's how we end up with some of these similar situations. But yeah, overall, I'm just not a fan of, of it's being so green, I think. Mm. It's pretty green. A little yeah, too green for yeah. me. I just like, to be honest, I, I mean, like, to be honest, it's just one of those things, like, why are you making this your album? Like, you are the last person to be talking about any of these issues, I feel like. Yeah, it's definitely concerning a little bit, because you, you, you don't want him to go, like, a little too far you know <laughs> like remember that episode of atlanta where uh donald glover goes to the house with like the and old the, white and family? the one and the dad or the yeah, boyfriend the, or whatever is yeah the old dude's like have you ever been to africa before like you should really try to go and donald glover's like yeah for sure man <laughs> it's on my list of things to do that's how i feel that this album kind of comes across it's like you know it's steve buscemi with the uh with the skateboard being like trying to fit in with all the all the young kids yeah you know? it just it's one of those things like i said like who asked him for this like who really sat down and was like i need like inspiring words on injustices across america and this planet from justin b yeah that's a that's a, probably a, a truly million dollar question um but hey i'm hoping it delivers right i hope he hope he puts out some good pop music i hope hope he doesn't take himself any holes here um and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully some good stuff to come. I'm more curious about, and I think there's probably one other news story that we need to add here, but we can start with this one. Uh, the Triller, Triller buying Versus. And I know we talked about Versus last night, Sam. Um, but uh, Triller purchased or acquired Versus and made Timberland and Swiss Beats the uh, brand ambassadors, which I think is a fascinating acquisition. <laughs> we I mean, really they were talking about Versus last night. Right. That's crazy. And they were, I mean, Timberland was like all over it, like right at first. Yeah. Right. Because he knows he's got hits. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, I think this is tight. Is Triller out of hot water? Yeah. No. With that so whole that's, situation from that's last That's why time? this is fascinating, right? So Versus relies on the artists being allowed to play their music on the platform, right? And it's a really interesting legal debate because Triller's argument is that because the artists themselves are the ones playing the music, then they're good to go. They don't need to clear the licensing to, you know, to distribute those videos, right? So this poses an interesting... That, like, they are even that much more disconnected from how this shit actually works, right? right. Or, like, or they're just really trying to push it. You know what I mean? They're really trying to forge down a new territory here for how licensing could, should work, right? And they're framing it in a way that's beneficial for content creators, but I do not believe that it's beneficial for music artists. Right, because Trailer's fundamental underlying legal argument is that as long as the artist originally puts the song out there, then it's free game to use that song for whatever type of content on that platform afterwards, even if fair compensation has not been set up. Um, and I think that's like obviously a slippery slope. It's also fascinating because Versus 
like, and I haven't seen the trailer numbers, but like versus, you know, was averaging, like you said, Sam, in between 800,000 and 1.2 million viewers, you know what I mean? For some of these ones, peaking with the GZ Gucci Mane one a couple yeah. months ago. I'm not really sure how many average viewers some of these trailer live streamers are getting, but this seems like much more significant. And I, and I wonder if, and I have done as much research as I probably should, but I'm unclear if the streams are going to be limited to only trailer or will I still be able to stream them on IG, et cetera? Um, and, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see how that kind of impacts it. But, I mean, trailer is deep in the pay-per-view game, right? Because they also do all the UFC fights, yeah. right? stuff, right? Yeah. I think they got, like, I think, personally, this could be my opinion. I think trailer got hoodwinked. I think that, like, Timbaland and Swiss Beats were like, yo, it's a major black audience. It's like our, you know... Is it urban? Like, yeah, you should do it. And Triller like just bought the hype, and we're like, yeah, let's do it. And they're like, they got a bag for it. And just did. Yeah, I think Triller's so Triller's t- fundamentally owned by Relativity Media, which is like Ryan Kavanaugh's private equity fund. And yeah, I mean, they have billions of dollars, right? I don't think they're too stressed about Triller itself. But but I think the question is whether or not you know Swiss Beats or Timberland can technically stream their music on Triller at all in the first place. <laughs> like, I think that's where this becomes really interesting um, because. And Sam, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but like Triller basically came out and said that they don't plan on paying licensing fees or signing a licensing deal with UMG, right? Yeah. A lot of these artists who are on these versus things are signed to UMG. So it's like yeah. until that gets ironed out, I'm unclear how they can really leverage versus as a brand. Um, but can't I, they like can't they put that in the paperwork like for you to participate? You're pretty much well, that's their argument. But the, the question is the most, then, yeah. most of these artists don't own the masters, they don't actually own the recordings they're playing, right? So it's like, sure, the artist could consent to it, but does the artist have the right to consent to it? Unclear. <laughs> but say, like, is there any liability claims in the contract that could put the um, the artist at fault for the decision of doing that? Yeah, for sure, with their with their deal with UMG, I'm sure. I mean, you, if you're signed to a major label, you cannot just go handing out the master free to everyone you want. Um, you're going to yeah. have to get that cleared through UMG Legal, I'm confident. So um, definitely a fascinating debate. Um, but I think this takes us into the more interesting one, right? Which last week was Square's acquisition of Tidal for $400 million. Yeah. So I don't know if everyone's familiar with that, but Square, uh, which is Jack Dorsey's you know, credit card company, essentially at this point, bank, pseudo bank, um, acquired uh, basically almost 100% of Tidal for $400 million from Jay-Z. Um, so this is a really interesting deal for multiple reasons. First of all, this is essentially a financial, uh, like a financial management company purchasing majority stake in, you know, distribution company. Um, so that's fascinating. Second of all, so Jay Z had sold thirty three percent of title to T Mobile or Sprint back about three years ago. He had to repurchase those shares from them on Monday last week before the sale to complete it for Dorsey. So he bought his initial stake in title fifty six million dollars. He then sold thirty three percent of the company for allegedly almost like. 60 million dollars right there right so he basically netted even right there he then had to buy 33 percent of the company back at the valuation of 400 million dollars so he then had to spend about 110 dollars 110 million dollars rather he then had to sell all of that for 400 million dollars so it's a really fascinating piece of work from jay-z who i think is obviously consistently an underrated businessman um but it's also one of the situations where he still makes out with 150 million dollars or something in profit two 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 fifty right if I'm, am I doing this? Math I think doing that wrong. I think it's like one night. Okay, maybe two. It is maybe around two fifty. <laughs> um, but uh, part of that also depends on the other artists who own shares, right? Because if you recall from that initial 
offering thing they did that weird like little like thing with like dead mouse and like rihanna and they're all on stage together i don't know if you guys remember that, that was yeah cool. five years ago i yeah. pulled that up to a homie with the like, like jay-z's dab the illuminati or something hey, what we're gonna do today is gonna be amazing and then he sells it in dips <laughs> I really had title too. I was just like, I have to support art. I really got title and was like, I have to support. And it only worked on Androids for sure. Oh yeah. I that, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's unclear if everyone still had their share of Daisy also to buy those back. Um, but uh, but yeah, it just marks a major departure from from uh, for Jay-Z, right? Because now Jay-Z holds a seat on the board of directors for Square, which is which is cool. Yeah. Um but it also means that Square, a company that effectively knows nothing about music, owns you know the fifth or sixth biggest streaming service in the U.S. Depending on count YouTube or not, um, so you know really unprecedented territory. Does his seat on the board at Square uh, basically make him have he has all the same say over how they should be handling that aspect well, of their business in title? That's an interesting question. So the way the way that board seats work are, are based on your equity, right? You get you get a certain amount of votes per the amount of company you own. It's not so we know that the acquisition for forty million dollars was a split between cash and stock, uh, square stock. So we don't exactly know how many shares Jay Z was necessarily issued. So I don't think we know necessarily how many votes he has. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you have to ponder how many decisions Jay Z was really making for title, um, which should also be an interesting point of discussion. Uh, but no, I would say probably not. I'd imagine that he he essentially, I think this becomes Jack Dorsey's pet project, right? Because maybe Jack has just always wanted to run a Spotify competitor. Um, and that's where it's I mean, it'd be, from. I feel like it would be crazy if they got into that area of like, imagine like a stake worldwide has some artists that are performing well, you know, and now they're you're being offered by title. We could give you a loan for your label, give you a loan for your releases, and you pay that back. Because Square does offer small business loans all Absolutely. the time. Um, so I think the idea of them offering loans for individual artists could be an opportunity for people like us to literally be like, here we have a proven resume, we can apply. And next thing you know, we're given a loan like a record label. And, you know, it's a way they can support small, you know, labels, but also like, I think there's incentive with Jay-Z for it to be maybe some black owned labels, maybe, you know, right. he's always got some shit up his sleeve where it's like, he comes in there, does some shit and you're like, what is he doing? And then he double backs and it's like, now it makes sense. Oh, for sure. I, and I have no doubt that the long-term strategy, I think, I personally think the longer term strategy here, right, is really a black owned bank, right? I think, I think they're shifting towards the notion of, of Removing title really from the conversation, all of this having your first actual American black-owned bank, right? With Jay Z being perhaps, you know, the co-founder of this thing, right? Even if he's not the main contributor of capital for title, I, I don't know if that would happen. Sam, that does sound really interesting, but it also raises, I mean, a million questions about title, right? Title at the moment has between one and four million users um, that are paying, right? Uh, Spotify has like almost a hundred million. Even even Amazon Music has like forty million. So title is by far in last place, which I think has been the number one issue with it so far, right? It can't get any exclusive support because there aren't enough users on it to, to generate any money, right? Your, your royalty statements, you earn more per stream on title than any other streaming site uh, in the country. But the issue is there's so few people on title that ultimately you're probably still going to make less money than you would on Spotify. Um, and I think that's a major hurdle that they have to figure out, right? Because there's no free tier for it. And the pro tier is $30 a month, which is insane. 
Um, so, but that's it. But that's you know what I look at it as like I look at it as an artist who has a million dedicated, like a million fans, and then an artist who has like fifty thousand diehard fans. Where like people, like people who use title think they are doing a public service. Like they, they like sure. people who pay for that truly believe that what they're doing is the ethically right thing to do music wise. So well, if you go ahead, but and the, like, the right thing to ethically do music wise is to buy the music. Of course, well, stream. but in their, in their mind, <laughs> they're, the like, issue. they're like, which one pays the best? Oh, title. Let me use that. If they're able to market that a little bit better and also market the independency a little bit better, it could be a shift as as like Audio Mac and SoundCloud, how Audio Mac was nobody and while SoundCloud was competing. And now times have changed and audio people, Audio Mac is signing deals. They're making deals happen for themselves in the long term because they played that like for the artist game. But who knows? Like, it really could just end up being like a random business purchase that didn't have any of the depth we're talking about. Too. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they're they're thinking about it. But I mean, contemplate that it looks like Mac has about four million users a month, and SoundCloud has seventy six million. I mean, it's still like I don't disagree. There are definitely people who are altruistic and willing to go the extra mile to benefit the artists. But I also think the majority of fans, and let me talk about this last night, Sam, just don't value music like that. They just yeah. don't think it's worth their time, uh, which I think is a whole other issue. Um, yeah. But you know, the the more the surprising part is acquisition, which I don't think enough people have talked about. Same with the AWOL one, right? So let's see, four months ago, right? Bob Dylan sold his masters for between 300 and $500 million. Square bought almost 100% of title for $400 million. It's the fifth biggest distribution channel for music in the US right now. And Bob Dylan's back catalog is worth more. So, you know, I think what this demonstrates more than anything is like, man, these streaming services are not necessarily around to stay. Like these things are, are basically petty change in the grand scheme of things, right? Like they bought Minecraft for $2 billion, right? Like I bet Spotify would be, you know, Apple Music, those products would be in that same conversation with Minecraft. You know, they bought Bethesda, the guys who made Skyrim for $7 billion. But man, <laughs> some of these guys are like nothing. They're a t- they're a 15th 20th of that um so you know it's the key here is it's it's all about your intellectual property i feel like they're also not around to stay because they don't have much to offer the people who use it like imagine imagine you're a fan of uh let's say you're a fan of solo sam and you're listening to him on title that's you (laughs) you're listening (laughs) to his music on title now what if i had the access and ability with my finances to invest in SLSM, which is like a ticker name for Solo Sam. Like, what if they built an essential artist stock market where you can I mean, literally find an up and coming artist? His shares are valued at $1. You buy $1,000, his song blows up. And now these people have equity, like how we saw Elon Musk as well mm-hmm. jump, Elon Musk well jump up and, of course, jump back down. But like through Tesla, I don't think, I think at but some I- point with the NFT, the way the NFT world is mm-hmm. moving, you know, knock on wood, hopefully there's like that Robin Hood thing. But I do think that like artists are going to be invested in as stocks. Like for sure. Which, but all these but you know, the thing about stocks, right? Is that only some of the shares are publicly tradable and the company themselves get to decide, you know, how much equity they're willing to give up to raise capital, right? And the yeah. question is, Sam, because once you give up the shares, right? You have to buy them back at the fair market price. Yeah. So how, much, how many shares are you willing up to give up today when they're at $1? And willing to buy back when they're at fifty thousand dollars, you know what I mean? Like, how much capital are you willing to raise? I think that's 
my fear there, and I don't disagree with you. I, I, in fact, I think that is happening now. Um, mm-hmm. Some artists are, are starting down that path. Maybe Dakota knows more about it in a second here. But my issue is, are enough people financially literate to not screw themselves with that system? You know what I mean? I mean, that's why, and that's where Square comes into play. Is that Square yeah. the same company? Square is a credit like, company. It is a credit company, but it, now we have Jay-Z helping people with financial literacy. Especially true, artists. but financial literacy, like because stocks are art, not like as as GameStop has proven, right? There's no there's no scientific, there's no math to it, right? It's it's very much a sense of, you know, a sense of scale at any given moment. And that's I feel like that's that's NFT NFT right. to a certain extent is, and, and I think we're about to see. And there was an article last week about the artist who sold his ma- his master for twenty thousand dollars, right? Twenty thousand dollars on NFT, which is a big deal for him, right? Because yeah. this guy's making no money; he's not a huge artist. But yeah. I'm thinking like 50 years from now, 100 years from now, right? When your music's still on the shelf because you don't have to print CDs anymore, right? It's it's on it's an evergreen product now. It's always going to be on Spotify or whatever is after Spotify. You no longer own that master, and it blows up on the future TikTok, and you get zero dollars of that. You know, it's going to be that bad, same classic that's story. Like, that's a bad deal. That's like how the I mean, record labels have been doing that for years. It's yeah, like, exactly. It's just um, a new you just instead of a record label, you're accidentally mm-hmm. selling your ownership to a random dude on the internet. It's, right. it's very yeah. similar. <laughs> If a random dude on the internet pops up and is like, I love Traffic Jam. I want to give you like 10 million for the 10 million for the masters. I'm not gonna lie. I might just right now, I might just say, I'll keep making better music. I'm early in my career. You can have that one. That, yeah, but that is the game. I mean, that's the gamble of a record label, man. <laughs> that's yeah. that's that's it. You just yeah, you just outlined uh, how a record <laughs> label works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a a certain aspect, too, of it that like you're talking about, Sam, artists or people that use title like they think they're doing people a service and like being able to contribute whatever you want to artists. Like, I mean, there's platforms like that, like Audius, like that's what that is, like that exists. And like that's probably going to continue to exist. And like that, they're also paying people through like blockchain, too. So it's yeah, it's all I mean, that. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I, I would probably think like to Jake's point, like, I don't really know if you're an artist and someone can invest in you unless yes, they're saying I will give you $10 million for this song. Right. Whatever. Sure. Hell yeah. Keep that. Yeah. But, but yeah, Audius is, is a great point though, because why Audius is interesting is it's just it's because there's, there's, I think there's, it shows that fans do have the desire to pay artists and not expect yeah. anything back it's right. just exactly it's not support. getting anything back and yes. then the beauty of it right is they're paying you in a speculative currency right so like just instead of being paid in linear dollars right you're being paid in something that could go in value without yourself having to do any upfront investing right so it's basically like just instead of paying you for listening to your music i'm just going to put a little investment in your name into something that i think will grow that yeah. idea is really interesting you know so it's like instead of donating instead of going on instead of buying my merch Buy me fifteen dollars of Bitcoin, you know that's the essential uh, idea. But instead of that, it'd be per stream invest, you know, a quarter of a penny in Ethereum instead of paying me a quarter of a penny at all. Yeah, um, who knows? I think I think you know, in terms of Square's access and title, I think that might make for uh, interesting payment system. I think yeah. there's something there. You know, I think I'm more hopeful in the sense that that purchase was to move forward the conversation of i'm sure it was i mean yeah and and i guess just to close this conversation right jack did mention that they plan on implementing a bunch of financial literacy tools into the back end of titles artists can go in there and and see those kinds of things but i do think ultimately the issue is that for most artists titles only a fraction of their earnings so unless it's financial literacy for all of their platforms right so if i can tie in my spotify and my apple music maybe that's interesting 
Um, but if it's and just if title, you broker a deal, I'm not going to lie. If you could broker a good enough deal, like I, I don't know how much money Square would be willing to give Drake, but I do believe Man. sometimes you get artists who could drag people. Like I bought game systems off of a video game coming out type stuff. For sure. That's but I mean, why like, I switched to Apple Music but, was because they true. were like doing the exclusive releases. Like, the title, title did that yeah, for Jay Z, and 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 hey, fact, man, people life, are yeah, but then everyone no, no, hey, hey, life, everywhere. Life of Pablo was exclusive to title for the first two weeks. If you remember that, that that's a little bit different because I do think that you're talking about um, us being already established and all these other apps versus um, these kids who really haven't picked a favorite as as easily as we did apple and spotify like there are kids right now who are like just got their paycheck and they're like oh yeah people use apple and spotify sure. but if they find out um 24 care uh if they find out their favorite artist is releasing on their okay gold no yeah 24k but, but, but are there 80 million kids making that decision like will it ever be enough to because i mean they're less than like one percent of, of the total u.s market share right now you know what I mean? And friend of the show, Brad Watson, was like, at what point do you think Spotify and Apple Music will take title serious as a real competitor? And it's like, well, probably when they eclipse like 2% market share of the market. You know what I mean? Like when you're looking at a pie chart and you're, you're talking about the guy who's like this big, it's like, oh, let's talk about him next year. So, I mean, that's, that's yeah, what I'm at. Push that one off to next quarter. We're good yeah. again. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry. Good conversation though. I'd love to hear all the perspectives. Um, well, Speaking of, you know, value to the artists, Sam, let's let's talk for the dessert here a little bit more about Traffic oh, Jam. I forgot the whole dessert part. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, what, like, in terms of, like, how it came to be, like, just... Or just yeah, just everything on the song. Um, yeah, so Traffic Jam was one of those songs where um, I kind of... The song itself required a different approach, I feel like, than my other music. Like, you can't always just hear a song and be like yep i'll slap the good old whatever i do on it and um something that i'm like terrible with is like when it comes down to the melody and stuff i usually tuck those behind my other vocals when i record and so in this song i wanted it to be the forefront because i feel like it, it uh, the piano with yeah. the, the bass guitar and everything and has a little bit more vulnerability. So I was just like, you know, let me put it as a lead. And that song is really just based on where everybody is at right now. Everybody at some point has felt stuck. Um, everybody at some point has felt like they're, they're just not moving. And at the end of the day, you want to kind of push the narrative that like, it's about getting, you know, it's not really about like how quickly you get there. Mm -hmm you know, a timeline. It's about the fact that you just need to keep going in that direction and sure. you'll meet it when you're supposed to meet it. And so that's kind of how it all came to be. And I, 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 yeah, I like the term traffic jam is, is, is that metaphor, you know? Yeah, because we all like, if you think about any time that's inconvenient in your way to go somewhere, it's a traffic jam. Like I need to get somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm stuck in traffic. And ironically, you have no control. Josie's got that LA traffic. Right, you can't you can't control Very relatable, that. Sam. Yeah, yeah, it's like you can't control how quickly you get there, and when you let people know, it's just kind of like, what are we gonna get mad at? Is he stuck? He he's just gonna get here when he gets here. He can't move the car out the fucking. Could have left thirty minutes early, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Type stuff, and but sometimes you'll leave early. Yes, yeah. oh, yeah. car accidents. 
You can't wait in LA for sure. Sam Sam's always mobbing on the moped too. That's so true, he's man. Just, I think you cut right through. Just hopping in, Yo, hopping in the shoulder and the way, letting it ride. The way to go. Yeah, it's it really is the way to get around. But um, yeah, I'm really happy with Traffic Jam. It's one of those songs I think that I was a little bit more open with people on kind of like what I think, and a lot of people have really appreciated that, and mm-hmm. a lot of people have yeah. really resonated with people, and it shows. I just think. That, you know you took such a different approach with it right and i think you know you can hear that authenticity yeah and that's right that, yeah that's um that's kind of the new project where like you know i don't want to get into too much detail but like principles to die by is the title of the new project and Ooh. it's sorry to hear up, first right <laughs> it's it up, the whole concept mm-hmm. of the project mm-hmm. is just accepting the fact that like the minute that you are born it is the long story of your death and at the end of the day what is the identity so i never thought about it that way morbid yeah yeah it, <laughs> it's morbid but it it, it no, really no, it like really it. is you know because i think we have this idea especially pre-covid that like every day we get in like oh i'll be in this ballpark of 60 70 you could walk out of your house and some shit could happen and so it focuses on the idea of going through that process of understanding yourself and knowing that when your time comes, will you be content with the person that you left behind? Yeah. You know, the, what you did. And it, that's Traffic Jam is one of those songs. Yeah. Like it, it, it's one of those songs that talks on that a lot. And um, yeah, the, so the production of the project is more acoustic. And I'm just excited about it. I'm super excited about it. And so, so to confirm, more Solo Sam in 2021. People, yeah, are, people we, want we to got know. No, we got no choice. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we got it. We really we're going we really big. Gotta, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep it pushing. You know, and I think this is everything happens for a reason, and we're in a good time for this. And uh, it's a it's a project that I think will speak to people without a cliche of it being like lockdown tapes. The, yeah. the beats I made during the lockdown certainly got of, depressing. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing is Traffic Jam. I just want to feel good song. I'm tired of songs being depressing. I'm tired of songs letting me know that like everything's hard and it's gonna be harder and yeah, racial yeah. injustice. And it's just like I understand that, but I think we need more songs to let people know like yo, we gotta keep it pushing. We gotta keep going. We gotta keep changing the world. Like we can't just you know, consume trauma yeah. all the time. That's yeah, consume trauma. It's such a good point. Um, yeah, it's so, depressing. Yeah, man. I mean, almost every album has <laughs> dropped in the last year, whether it's Taylor Swift or anybody else, but specifically her music, especially, right? I mean, yeah. you know, the first six months were, you know, a lot of people coming to terms with that. And this last three or four months, it's just felt like, well, everybody, everybody, and their mom made those songs. So now I'm it's like, I guess I'll drop those songs too. Yeah. <laughs> but, and like even a day ago, like you were like, uh, my day was eh, and I just didn't want to play Call of Duty right now because that's yeah. just a lot. That's what I'm saying is just like, man, we really are at a place as humans where we just all need to like fucking relax. Like yeah. everybody just take a deep breath and just let's get it. Let's get it back together. Because every day you turn on the TV and it's like 1.7 million people have died from COVID. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, cool. That's great. There's nothing I can do. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, 100%, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week, Solo Sam. Much appreciated. Of course. What's the name of the song, man? 
What's up? Traffic jam. He said it. He said it like I'm like when what like <laughs> you're like what's the name of the song? Like, traffic jam. Check it out. Only on Spotify. Like the, the not yeah, true. It's no, everywhere. No, it's everywhere. No, no, <laughs> including title. All you all on you altruistic fans out there, bro. On title ASAP. For uh, sure. More music to come. Thanks everyone for tuning in. This is the Stake Worldwide, the main course podcast. Uh, we drop these every Thursday on podcasting platforms. We stream them every Tuesday on Twitch. Uh, you know, keep tuning in. Let us know what you're vibing with. Join us on Discord or tweet us. DM us on Instagram. Josie will answer. Whatever you want to do. But uh, yeah, let's keep the conversation going. Thanks everyone for listening and see everyone next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.